Welcome to The Haunted and the Strange. I'm Amanda. And I'm Sean. Grab a drink, dim those lights, and stay a while. While we discuss everything. Well, haunted and strange. Hey everyone, welcome to The Haunted and the Strange. My name is Amanda. And my name's Sean. We are coming to you from two different sides of the pond. I am from Canada. And I'm from the UK. We are two friends who met online and quickly learned that our interests are similar. We are both into ghosts, cryptids, and things that go bump in the night. We decided to team up and start a podcast to bring our favorites to you. We hope you enjoy. Be fi fo fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. We have all heard the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack is a poor child who goes on a journey when taking his cow to the market to be sold for some money for himself and his mother. While on the way to the market, he encounters a merchant who he sells the cow to for some magic beans. The beans grow into a massive beanstalk and up he climbs to the top. There he meets an unfriendly giant. After some back and forth, he is able to outsmart the giant and retrieves a bunch of gold, an enchanted goose that lays golden eggs, and a harp that plays and sings by itself. The giant chases him and falls to his death, and Jack and his family live happily ever after. Giants appear many times in folklore and myths. They evoke terror and remind us of our own mortality. They are often portrayed as monsters and antagonists, but there are exceptions. Sometimes giants intermingle with humans in a friendly way. In Greek mythology, giants were the children of Uranus and Gaia, who you may have heard of before. They were the Titans and Cyclops who made Zeus's master thunderbolt, Poseidon's trident, and Hades' helm of darkness. During the ten-year-long battle with the Olympians who would go on to rule Mount Olympus, the Greeks believed that after this battle, the vanquished giants were buried under volcanoes and to be the cause of volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. Also, the hundred-handers, or centimates, were also offspring of Uranus and Gaia as well, and they were giants that apparently had hundred arms and fifty heads. In Japanese folklore, the Oni are often described as being hideous giants in demon form. They are depicted with red or blue skin three fingers and toes, and horns. Described as super strong, and they also have a taste for human flesh. Ani often lived in hell and were sent there after living an evil life on Earth. And sometimes, those who are very wicked are turned into Ani while still alive, and they roam the Earth causing pain and suffering to humans. In the spring, the Japanese have the Setsuban Festival, and one ritual called Mamimaki, which is also referred to as bean scattering, it is used to help drive out the evil spirits, purify and bring luck by throwing soybeans at the doors of their homes. It makes sense to do a ritual like this in a spring festival to drive out the darkness and bring good luck for the next year. In Norse mythology, we have the Jotnar that are often portrayed as being huge, but sometimes are also described as being roughly human-sized, depending on where you read. The large ones are the frost, fire, and mountain giants, and the smaller ones are trolls. Giants have a key part in the eventual battle of Ragnarok, where they will storm Asgard, hello Lord of the Rings, to fight the gods until the world is destroyed. Many great gods such as Odin, Thor, and Loki will all perish during this time. Then, a series of natural disasters, including the burning of the earth and full submersion by water will happen. After this, the world will rise again 
and the surviving gods will meet, and the only two surviving humans will repopulate the Earth. Norse mythology also states the entire world of men was created from one giant of cosmic proportions named Ymir. In the Netherlands, giants are thought to have a hand with shaping the landscape, such as creating a large channel near the village of Akram, and when they died, they fell and became the hills in that area. In Scotland, there is also a myth around Benardi Hill, of a slumbering giant. The hill is actually named the Sleeping Giant, due to its shape. Folklore surrounding this area says the hill is a giant covered with earth, and that they will awaken only if musical instruments are played nearby. Giants do, however, also show up time and time again in writings on religion. In the Bible, in the book of Genesis, there is a description of the Nephilim before and after the Great Flood. If you are not aware of the Nephilim, they are described as mysterious beings or people that are large and strong. The Hebrew word Nephilim is sometimes translated as giants, and sometimes also taken to mean the fallen ones. Their origins are disputed, but some view them as offsprings of fallen angels breeding with humans. The Bible also mentions the famous battle of David and Goliath, which is a metaphor for man overcoming a large and dangerous obstacle. In this case, the obstacle is a foe, Goliath. While Goliath is often portrayed as a giant in retellings of the biblical narrative, he appears to be significantly smaller than other giants, sometimes only as tall as 10 feet in a version of the Book of Samuel, and in the Dead Sea Scrolls, only 7 feet. If you're looking for any more information on Nephilim, you should really go check out Drew and Zook on Cryptid Warfare Podcast. They dive into this subject on a few of their episodes. It is also believed that giants built the remains of previous civilizations. A Danish historian thought giants had a hand in the creation of all kinds of big monuments. Natural geological features also, such as the massive basalt columns, I think I'm saying that right, of the Giant's Causeway on the coast of Northern Ireland were attributed to construction by giants. Many people state that the pyramids were also helped build with the help of giants. And really, how else would those large stones have been moved all those hundreds, sometimes thousands of kilometers? I think our ancestors had a helping hand for sure, be it by giants, magic, or otherworldly beings, which I know we will be getting into in later episodes. All that aside, most stories have some kind of origin, right? So where do these tales of giants come from? Is there any truth to the myths and stories? Physical proof might be out there. In 2013, a large female skull was found in Ecuador after storms went through the area. Scientists determined the skull was approximately 600 years old. After the discovery of the skull, a search started for the rest of the skeleton. Other remains were reportedly found and assembled, and the skeleton appeared to stand over 7 feet 4 inches tall, which is astounding considering that the average height of a woman in those days was only 5 foot 8. The remains of what is believed to be a large giant was also found in Ecuador in 1964. A priest named Father Carlos Vaca, who worked in the area hospitals, was asked to examine some strange bones found in a mountainous area. He determined the bones were humanoid, however, they were incredibly large. The bones were taken to an Austrian artifact researcher named Klaus Donna, who had a team of several experts view the bones. They were humanoid and likely over 25 feet tall. It is said that they also concluded the bones were over 10,000 years old. A pretty amazing find of what appeared to be large footprints was found in northern South Africa. This was named the Footprint of God. 
The print is just over a meter long. Listen, if the rest of the body was sized in proportion to the footprint, whatever made it would have stood between 24 to 27 feet tall. Also, this print is in granite and there are no chisel marks that can be seen around it, which would lead me to believe that whatever made this print must have stepped in the rock while it was still molten. I have also read that it is estimated that the print could be anywhere from 200 million to 3 billion years old. If the correct age is at the upper end of this scale, the print would have been made when the only life on Earth was microbial. Supposedly. I do think that prints and indentations in our Earth can grow due to erosion, so this may have been the case here. Even with carbon dating, it can be hard to tell. I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist. It is also said that between 2600 BC to the mid-1800s, Lovelock Cave in Nevada was inhabited by a race of red-haired giants. Unlike other giant races, we know why this one disappeared. It is reported that they were cannibals, which made them very unpopular with the Paiute, who lived in the same area. There was a war between the Paiute and the giants, with the giants being forced to retreat into a cave. But even from the cave, they continued to hunt and eat the Paiute, until the Paiute lit a large bonfire at the mouth, killing all the giants within. In 1911, James Hart and David Pugh went into the cave to explore when they found the mummified body of a man that was six foot, six inches tall, with red hair. Very tall, but there were also many giant-sized handprints embedded in the cave walls. Over the last 200 years, many giant skeletons have been found throughout the world, reportedly. So where could that evidence be now? Sometimes you will see it in some museums, but there was a rumor circulating the Smithsonian Institute had caught wind of most of these findings, and they made evidence disappear. Apparently, they did this to protect Darwin's theory of evolution and the established historical narrative at all costs. In other words, as theorized, lying to the public. These rumors go on to say that in August of 2015, a Supreme Court ruling forced the Smithsonian Institute to admit that they had been covering up and destroying tens of thousands of giant skeletal remains since the early 1900s. This rumor has been wildly disputed, and I cannot find any actual records of this ending up before the U.S. Supreme Court, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe that massive cover-ups happen all the time. We know our governments and overlords are really good at hiding information from us. So there you have it, a history of giants through possibly mistaken early archaeological findings, mythology, and references in religion. I scratched the surface on the mythology and religion portions, but this is because these writings repeat themselves in different cultures and beliefs time and time again, but all with similarities, which is the case you will find with a lot of mythical and religious figures. My sources today were Wikipedia and the story Jack the Giant Killer. The verse at the beginning was uh, first in King Lear by Shakespeare, and then another writing by Thomas Nash, and again referenced in Jack the Giant Killer. So, what do you think? Are giants real? Yeah, I think so. I, I think giants are definitely real. I think they I think most of them probably date back to like the prehistory, you know, the, the lost civilizations, stuff like that. I think I'm I'm definitely a believer right. that at some point there were giants. 
I think you're right. I think that, you know, with all of these huge buildings that were created back when we didn't really have the technology to be creating them, there was definitely some kind of a helping hand. I don't know if they were originally from this earth or what, uh, but there's definitely, there's definitely reasons to believe that uh, we had giants at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been, there's so many stories about them as well. Uh, not just stories, like depictions, hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. runes, all about giants, huge people towering over, you know, workers and slaves and stuff like that. So, again, yeah, it's in the stories and it's been drawn. Surely at some point it's got to have been true. Right, and that's what I was going to say too. Like, there's definitely a lot of depictions in art, right? So, yeah. there's got to be something. I'm wondering, though, yeah. if they, I think that they might have come from somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot a lot of things always go back to, were they brought here by UFOs? Are they aliens? Mm. The Anunnaki, mm-hmm. the Greys, you know. Yeah. Were they strange. here to help us? <laughs> yeah. Teach us. Give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a lot within the Bibles as well. I think you mentioned the Nephilim as well being yes. giants. And then I think I, I I heard something on another podcast the other day about the Nephilim are being fallen, but not fallen angels. So you always hear about the fallen angels, but they're classed as fallen, but not angels. And it's said that they right. the Nephilim are, are tainted because they have human DNA, human blood. So they classed them as the fallen, which I think pretty harsh, to be honest. But you know, that's, that was that was something in the in the Bible. But it's you know it's it's stating that because they are not pure blood, they were classed as fallen. Um, whether that's through the Bible or you know through the Jewish Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. So. Yeah, so they were, they were like these amazing um, like beings, and then they what bred with humans. So now they're not so great. Yeah, almost. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Almost ca- cast off. Yeah, that checks. For yeah, sure. we said they were they were giants, weren't they, in the Bible? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you mentioned in one of the stories, like the giants laying down, becoming the mountains. Um. Parts of the volcanoes and stuff. Well, that's actually called pareidolia, yeah. and that's that's people okay. see things that may not necessarily be there. I mean, it, it, they say it's a condition, but the, there's there's one in particular. I'm not entirely sure where it is. Where it's it's like an elephant coming out of the rock, out of the cliff face, and I certainly mm-hmm. can see an elephant with the ears and the trunk. Um, but apparently. According to scientists, that's pareidolia. It's not actually okay. an elephant's face. It's not actually an elephant's trunk. But your brain depicts it as being that. To be honest, I right. see an elephant. So, so, yeah. Right. So would this be the and same as like people it's, that? Yeah, I don't think it's like person specific either, because everybody sees an elephant. So I think if everybody sees an elephant then it must be an elephant. If 
<laughs> five out of ten people see an elephant and five out of ten don't, then possibly that's pareidolia. Yeah. So strange. would this be the same as people that like see things in clouds? I believe so, yeah. You, yeah, okay. Describing something that isn't actually there, but you think it is. Pareidolia. Hmm. Only an object. Well, so. then maybe that's what's going on. I have a hard time believing that a giant just laid down and died and nobody, like it, the vultures didn't go at it and it just became part of the landscape. That's not racist. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, it somehow turned to rock. Became a fossil. Yes. Well, well, you know, if it, uh, if there's any magic out there, maybe that's why it just instantly turned to rock and there we have it. Or we're just yeah. seeing things. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's a new word. That's a new word for me. I knew, like, I obviously, everybody's like, oh, look at that in the clouds. Well, I usually don't see anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what it was called. Well, that's great. Um, I really had a lot of fun looking into this one. This was, uh, this was a fun one to research. So we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. If you want to, you know, send us an email. All of that will be at the end of the episode for you. Um, yeah, as well as, you know, you can send us a message over Instagram and we hope to hear from you. Please be sure to like, share and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us on Instagram at Haunted Strange Pod. For each of our episodes, we will be doing a post on Instagram as well. So you can head over there and check out some images for each episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Haunted and the Strange. Until next time, stay spooky. Hey everyone, I'm Nicole. And I'm Gabrielle. And we are the hosts of the Spiritual Sisters podcast. Join us every week as we discuss all the spiritual topics like astrology, mediumship, psychic insights, and so much more. We are often joined by others we have met along our spiritual journey who are well-versed in many of these areas. Get ready for enlightening discussions and interviews and personal experiences that we hope will expand your mind and get you thinking outside of the box. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your spiritual journey, there's something here for everyone. Check us out every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. See you then. Bye! Bye.